Podcast Answer Man, episode number 12. This program is a production of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. You'll find this and other podcasts on our website at gspn.tv. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome back to the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft and I played a little bit of the churchy music today because we are all going to be preaching about audience participation. In fact, we're, we're going to be talking about Lips specifically and Lips is a live interna- interactive podcasting format. But before we get into the heart of the conversation, I want to uh, allow a couple folks to introduce themselves here and uh, tell us their, you know, why they're here this morning as far as how they're affiliated uh, with what we're doing. And so first off, we're going to introduce Aaron Browser. Aaron, uh, why don't you tell us uh, what you do for TalkShoe and and, uh, and tell us what's going on, what's new. Okay, sure. Uh, thanks, Cliff, and uh, enjoy the music on this early morning. It kind of gets the blood going a little bit. Um, again, my name is Aaron Browser, and I work here at TalkShoe, and uh, I run the product management organization, and really what that means is um, I kind of control um, the direction of where we go and getting things built and delivered. So um, I actually started, I was the first employee with TalkShoe, um, started almost two years ago now. I can't believe it's been that long. But um, I worked, uh, Dave Nelson, the CEO and, and co-founder, or the the founder of the company, hired me on to kind of uh, take a vision that he had and, and try to develop it into a product. So been on this early stage, I actually started, um, and uh, we originally didn't start totally focused on podcasting, but kind of at that 2005 time frame, podcasting was just starting to hit, um, you know, a little bit more mainstream, so we kind of rode that wave. So um, kind of seen it develop from um, just, you know, people putting their RSS feeds, getting on iTunes to actually kind of exploding into this uh, mainstream uh, delivery system. Yes, and, and I, I, I guess I witnessed kind of the rear end of, of all of that transition, and I came in and you guys were completely uh, centered pretty much around the, the podcasting field and uh, range of everything. And uh, looking forward to having a little bit more discussion about the talk show end of uh, podcasting and what talk show has brought to podcasting. Uh, however, I do want to see if we can bring on uh, Tommy and have him tell us a little bit about who he is and what he does for talk show. Hello, Tommy. He's being shy, I think. <laughs> All righty. I, I, I can give him a good introduction. Tommy is the heart and soul of, of talk show. He is um, kind of mans our frontline support, and he is um, on TalkShoe pretty much every night, helping people out, understanding what their issues are, and trying to get people, um, you know, through any difficulties they have and using the system. Um, he's been referred to as Tommy TalkShoe, uh, the voice of TalkShoe, all these different terms. So he is um, an essential part here at, at TalkShoe. Very cool. And it looks like we have Tommy on an alternate line. Uh, Tommy, are you now with us? All right, we'll try it one more time. Hello, Tommy, are you now with us? I, I am. So, 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 did, are you, I guess you're Tommy Talks You. I, I don't think I've heard that one before. 
Uh, the nickname was going around for uh, a couple months back in the fall of Tommy Talks. It kind of stuck with a few hosts, but uh, it's not well known. <laughs> Better watch it. <laughs> I, th- yeah, I, th- I, th- I think a couple more people are going to hear that one now. I think I think they might. That's okay. I don't mind it. Um, you can abbreviate it to TT as well. TT? Great. Troy Price, are you with us? Hello, hello. Troy, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about who you are? Okay, sure. My name's Troy Price. I'm from Pikeville, Kentucky. Uh, as a listener to podcasts for, you know, a couple years and, uh, you know, found out about TalkShoe through a podcast. And I'm doing a few podcasts now. I'm really excited about the TalkShoe service and possibilities for the future. Very, very cool. Well, we're glad to have you on board. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and use the actual feature uh, that's built in the talk shoe here, and, and that's the request to talk. So I'm muting everybody but myself. Um, and I'm going to ask that if you are not dialed into the client yet, if you want to participate in the show, uh, don't feel shy that you have to have any right answers or anything. We just want to kind of get some feedback on what it means to be a podcaster and interacting with your audience or what it means to be just a podcast listener and how what if you're just a listener to certain podcasts what has your experience been in interacting with the hosts of the shows that you love to listen to and so the first topic of conversation i want to talk about is connecting with your audience um that has always been my desire when i first started out in the realm of podcasting i started the weekly loss podcast in october no uh, december of 2005 and it was just my wife and I in front of a laptop computer and a cheap $15 headset with boom microphone, and the two of us were sharing that. And things have changed quite a bit since then. But one of the things that we decided early on is that we really wanted to connect with the people who listen to our shows. Uh, we weren't necessarily just interested in making money at the time. We weren't really, Stephanie didn't believe that we'd ever have more than five people that would ever listen to us. Uh, so, so really we didn't have high aspirations, but when we started to get people who would email us after listening to only the first or second show that we did, we thought that was just the coolest thing in the world that number one, somebody listened to an, an entire 40 minute conversation of Cliff or Stephanie talking uh, but not only did, did they listen to the whole thing, they also emailed us. Uh, we, we had put our email into the uh, recording and said, hey, if you, if you listen to this, we'd love your feedback. And we were just amazed to get emails from people. And what was, what was shocking was the response that we got whenever somebody um, got our response. It's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you actually took the time to respond to my email. And ever since then, it's like, oh, wow, this is a great way to to really build relationships with people from all over the world. And uh, I want to just ask uh, folks in the chat room there to go ahead and use the request to talk feature and tell us a little bit about, um, I'm going to ask you to leave out any kind of live interactive podcasting features or experiences that you have until later in the conversation. But I want to talk, I want to ask you uh, if you could share either as a podcast listener or a podcast host, what your experience has been in interacting with people outside of doing live shows, either through email 
or uh, what other ways or methods are you guys finding that uh, are working for you to to connect with your audience? And uh, I'll just wait to see if somebody throws out there. And if I don't see anybody, uh, just know that I'm going to call on you. So, uh, Aaron, what do you got? Um, I think one of the, the, I guess, most obvious things that um, when I started listening to podcasts, the, the, the thing that you end up going to is um, the host blog. And uh, I think that becomes a really good mechanism for um, not only for the host to put out information, but a lot of people put forums up there or, you know, share pictures. I, I think there were some people that were doing contests and you could do things like that. So I thought that was a nice way um, it, and it worked well with podcasting because podcasting being time-shifted, you listen to it whenever you want. You can go up to the blog at that time and um, get a little bit more information, uh, kind of connect with some of the other people. It would be nice to see that even kind of expand. Um, you know, with people using things like MySpace, you can start to become part of the audience and, and connect with other people, with not only the host but other audience members. Absolutely. Um, and th- that's exactly right. In fact, you just reminded me. I-, I-, I almost forgot about that the blog experience that I had early on. Um, just so folks know, I- I've been blogging for more than six, seven years now. Uh, maybe even longer than that. Um, maybe as much as ten years before blogging actually had the term blogging. I was <laughs> hand coding some HTML documents. Uh, and updating them manually, which was a pain in the butt. I'm so glad. When, yeah. I was so glad when um, Blogger came out and Movable Type, and then WordPress. But I, early on in podcasting, I I did have a blog over at Ravenscraft.org, and what I found was that you know people would come and listen to me write devotional posts regarding my Christian faith and and just little things updating people about what's going on in the family and how I just you know am, am growing as a person through the experiences that I have and and I found that you know I'd get I I used to get around 200 people per week uh visit my blog my personal blog and when I first started podcasting, I did not have a special page set up for podcasting. Uh, but instead, I was just using a separate WordPress installation just to generate my RSS feed. And I was uh, putting show notes at ravenscraft.org. And I found that what was happening was that within about four weeks, my 300 uh, unique visitors to my website, to my blog each week, uh, jumped up to 1,200 to 1,400, and I think today I'm, I'm running about 30,000 uh, hits per week now on the on the website. And now not all of those are unique anymore, but uh, I think we're somewhere around seven or 8,000 uniques. And it's just amazing how many people would come to the blog. And so what was happening is I was actually literally... Um, because I couldn't, res- I, I mean, I was trying to keep up with every single person's email. And I I think to date, I've always responded to every email, but sometimes it takes about a week or two. Uh, but what I would do is I would put show notes in my blog. And then you would have the comment section on the blog. And people were just having conversations with one another in the comments section. And people were starting to get familiar with one another in that comments area. And one of the people who was posting in the comments area said, you know, this is kind of messy. We're losing the train of thought because it is very linear 
in the conversation, but yet people were referring to something that was like 45 posts up on the comment section, and it was the topics were just jumping all over the place. And so what we decided to do was that, you know, somebody said, hey, why don't you allow me to do a create a form for you and I'll administrate it. And that became the, the Generally Speaking Podcast Network Lost Forum. And we were doing a show, of course, devoted to ABC's Lost. And we have now, I think, after almost 18 months of having that running, I think we have somewhere around 1,400 members in our, our forum. And a, probably about 700 people uh, per month are posting in that forum, having conversations with one another. And so this idea of a community built around the podcast and me interacting with my audience has really grown to be something extremely valuable. Now, I'm going to uh, ask Big O to come online. I I see that Big O is here. Um, Big O, why don't you introduce yourself and and tell us uh, how you heard about the Generally Speaking Podcast Network? Well, um, I um, am a big show of the fan Lost, and uh, when I started looking around for uh, podcasts related to that, it didn't take me long to, to find your show. And uh, so I just got to know you better when I decided to podcast about Lost myself. And uh, so now I've been podcasting for almost a year now, too. And, um, you know, you led me right into TalkShoe as well after, after uh, you started using it. And uh, I've been <clears throat> enjoying that immensely. It's uh, made, you know, made a huge change to the way that I do my show. And, and I really enjoy using the service. Very cool. And Big O, I see that you just joined us. So I'm gonna what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go ahead and catch you up on the conversation just to let you know. Right now what we're talking about is how podcasters uh what methods of connecting with an audience are out there and have been used up to this point. And what I want to do is eventually move into this idea of of how things have changed once we go live and interactive. And so, so let me ask you, um, Big O, ha, be, did you ever do anything uh, before Live Interactive, or did you did you just start out with Live Interactive? You mean, did I do any podcasting? Yes. Beforehand, yeah, I, um, I've been podcasting around a year now, and I just started using TalkShoe in late December. Okay, well let's um, let's talk about the before TalkShoe days. Um, what was what was your interaction with your audience like prior to talk show? Well, um, pretty uh, standard, um, you know, stuff for podcasts. I I struggled with it because I always wanted to feel connected to my audience, you know, and and I would come on the uh, when I would record, I would come on and beg people to send emails and you know beg people to. To, to participate, but I, you know, I didn't, I never did feel like there was a, a great venue for that. Um, and, you know, I would, I would, uh, especially when I was first starting out and I didn't have a lot of listeners, you know, I'd get like one or two emails a week. And I, and even, even if I had a lot of downloads that week, it would still make me feel like I wasn't reaching anybody out there in that, in the podcast world, uh, because I wasn't getting a lot of feedback and, you know, and that just, immensely changed after after talk show came around very um, cool 
That, that's exactly, I want to, I want to I, I emphasize, that's exactly how I fe- felt. Um, I was blessed by the fact that once I went into podcasting that, that through the topic of lost and the fact that we were, I think only the fourth lost podcast, fan based lost podcast out there, uh, there was already such a huge audience and we were being downloaded by, you know, two to 4,000 people. And I recall sometimes having a week where I only had, you know, at times five emails come in and I'm like, man, just people, you know, are people listening to this? Are they just downloading it? So, so inter interaction with the audience, I think is, is the theme here is that I think a lot of podcasters really do want to connect with their audience. They want to hear from their audience. They want to know what their audience is thinking. And so far what we've talked about as, as some of the original, uh, ways to do that, at least initially to start things out is, is asking them to email, uh, you know, send you an email. Then there are comments on your show notes if you use a blog engine to do that, and there's the ability to do that. Uh, and then I'm going to bring up the next one, which is obvious, but let's see what Big O has to add to the conversation. Go ahead. Um, well, you know, and there's there's some, a lot of um, community website kind of things that have been around for a long time, like having a forum, and uh, um, and you mentioned comments on, on the blog, and, and all that stuff is th- stuff that I had thought about and and dabbled with a little bit but there's such a problem with spam these days that i found that for me i didn't have the time to deal with it and i you know tried asking for listeners to volunteer to moderate and didn't have any luck with that so i know different podcasters approach that differently but for me it it was just too big of a a, of a beast so i never ended up uh, having a forum and i still might someday but uh you know it, it didn't work out so well, right? And that 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 is that is critical. So we we've got email, we've got comments on the blog, which even the comment section on the show notes can can kind of be uh, filled with spam. But there there are some things out there that allow you to overcome that. But uh, you're right in the forum land, uh, we actually are receiving about twenty to thirty uh, registrations per day. And uh, not that we're all that popular because 17 of those are, are spammers for adult content websites. And so uh, I have been, you know, we do have some dedicated people that have volunteered to uh, be site administrators with myself uh, and, and weeding out those individuals. And, and unfortunately, we had to go to where you, you cannot even think about posting on our forum without being a registered signed in member. So we really have it locked down. Uh, so, but yeah, there, there are some drawbacks. So, so connecting with an audience uh, via email definitely requires a lot because you can only interact with one person via email. Um, so, so if you, if you think about as a, as a podcaster, what value, what what's your best bang for your buck when it comes to connecting with your audience? In email, you're looking at a lot of. And I do see you, Steve. I'm going to be with you just uh, in just a moment, and uh, look forward to talking to you. Actually, um, but anyway, with email, you're you're responding to one individual, and I want to. I just want to point out just here, just a moment. As a podcaster, I think it's important not to get caught up on numbers, and I think it's important to understand the value of one person. And because one person who is interacting with you, uh, I did say kind of just nonchalantly that, oh man, I only got five emails. I'm telling you, those five emails are great and they're like gold nuggets when you're a podcaster and you're really looking forward to interacting with your audience. But there, there were times when folks would email me 
and they would actually ask a question. And I would love to be able to type in this huge, you know, three or four paragraph response to answer that question. But then all of a sudden I would get four more emails behind that within the next couple days asking the same question and I don't like canned messages. So the whole email thing was like, I'm just not getting this message out to enough people. And so the the comments section on the blog or on the show notes allowed me to do that a little bit better. Now the the problem again with the, the as as a method of connecting with your audience uh, in the comment section, I talked about the drawback of the fact that it's so linear and topics are so they're just mixed in together. It's hard to have a flow of conversation. And then on the forum, you're absolutely right. Uh, the decent forum softwares out there, they all are subject to to massive spam attacks and, and they take a lot to administrate. Uh, even myself, uh, even though I have three site administrators who handle almost everything, it's, I still get hammered with emails if one person squeaks through and, and, and somebody signs in and does about you know 20 adult content links and it's like, oh man. And, and that can take 20 minutes out of my busy day at the office, you know, the nine to five job. So there, there has been the forum. Now, what I'm gonna do is uh, talk about the, the next logical step of um, audience participation and one that I think is the best bang for the buck and it's what we're here to talk about today and that is having a lip and that's L-I-P. I, I, I'm actually coining that term right now and doing the lip for podcasters, live interactive podcasts and uh, basically live interactive podcasts are in my in in my idea they are the the ultimate way to really connect with your audience to really build relationships with the people who listen to you on a regular basis and uh, I'm gonna go ahead and bring Steve on the line Steve why don't you introduce yourself tell us uh, tell us your name and where you're calling from yeah hi Cliff yeah it's Steve here I'm ringing from Melbourne Australia uh, I know it's early in the morning there but it's uh, ten thirty at night here. I hold on one second, it's, uh, Steve. Just one second, Megan. Now that you're here, you have to say hello to everybody. Hello. This is my daughter, Megan. Megan, say, uh, how old are you? Seven and a half. Seven and a half. And what did you come in here to tell Daddy? Where's? Do you know where my backpack is? Uh, you know what? I have not seen your backpack, sweetheart. So, uh, is, did you need anything else? No. Okay. Can you say? Say, uh, say, have a good day, everybody. Have a good day. All righty. I love you. Okay, sorry about that. So, so <laughs> Melbourne, Australia, right, Steve? Yeah, that's correct, Cliff. Okay. And uh, so let me ask you this. How long have you been a listener to the, uh, generally speaking, Weekly Loss podcast? Oh, good question. I think the beginning of this season was when I really started getting into it. Now, remember... We haven't actually seen these episodes of Lost in Australia. We're still a little bit behind the time. We have to bit torrent it down and uh, then distribute it at work and then we talk about it. <laughs> Going to work and uh, having uh, all this inside information just astonishes people. Absolutely. So let me let me ask you this. Uh, you started listening to us. Now, you, you came in at a time when we were already doing live interactive podcasting, correct? Um. I don't know if you're using talk show then. I maybe not. Maybe it was before that. I've lost track of time. 
Um, Roomboy, we are ahead of you here. Um, <laughs> yes, you the, are. The one, the one thing I have to say about Talk Show is um, being in a completely different time zone, it makes it a lot harder for us to actually tune in live. Um, if you're doing a nightly show, then only Friday and Saturday nights your time actually meet us properly, unless we've got a day off or something. Yeah. I, I, I totally understand that. That is that is one of the drawbacks to doing live interactive. Uh, but yet it, it, it's only a minor drawback because you still um, are able to have the added feature, the, the, the built-in feature to podcasting, which is the time-shifted ability to play these whenever you want, whenever you want. So you always have the ability oh. to download. Oh, the, pod, the podcast itself I listen to on the way to and from work all the time. Absolutely, and so, but, but the the nice thing is, is that now I had interacted with Steve probably once or twice via email, and um, he, of course he introduced himself from you know Australia, and and it kind of just barely stuck in my mind of you know okay, so I have a listener in Australia, his name is Steve, and he's he's emailed me once or twice, and and I I I kind of have a small connection to him. But I think it was just uh, last week or the week before that you called in for the first time. Is that correct? Um, I think it's. I've called in a couple of times, but the the really long conversation was yeah, just last weekend. Exactly, and 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 I I when I introduced or brought Steve on the line, I asked him to introduce himself and say where he's calling from. But the truth is, I knew that already. In fact, I can tell you this. This is the cool thing. Um, looking at the the people that are in this room here. I can tell you that Big O lives in uh, Chicago, Illinois. I can tell you that um, Eric Fisher is in the room listening. He's not dialed in on the phone, but he lives in Marion, Indiana. I know that Steve lives in uh, Melbourne, Australia. I know that uh, Troy Price lives in Pikeville, Kentucky. Those are all listeners to our podcast. And then there's Amy Pearson. Um, Her name is A.L. Pearson in the room. So basically what's happened is as a result of having uh, this ability to do live interactive podcasts, we're able to do a couple things. And what I want to do is talk real quickly about some of the things, some of the benefits that are built in. And uh, these are things that TalkShoe have kind of highlighted as their benefits. And I, would, I just want to ask people to chime in if, if you agree with this or if you have any kind of antidote that, that would kind of illustrate this. I would love for you to hit the request to talk button and to, to share your, your feedback on this, either as a podcaster or as a podcast listener. Uh, one of the benefits is that you can give your audience the otherwise rare opportunity to meet or speak with the celebrity slash talent, that being you, the host of the show that they like to listen to. And I think everybody would agree and, and go ahead and request a talk if you want to. But uh, I think everybody would agree that the nice thing about podcasting is that pretty much for the most part, any host out there is willing to sit down and have a conversation with you, whether that be via email or whether that be through uh, listening to listening to and playing your audio comment on the podcast and responding to you or in in this case, you know, basically inviting you to call in into a live interactive show and just having the ability to just chat with somebody. I will share with you a little story uh, that kind of gives you an idea. And this idea of being a celebrity as or 
that that those were not my words, but they were the words of of some notes that I was reading here. But anyway, this idea of being a celebrity is kind of weird because it's nothing I would have ever considered myself to be or ever aspire to becoming. And as before I got into the realm of podcasting, I had only ever been a fan of somebody else. And I never would have imagined somebody would be a Cliff and Stephanie fan or a GSPN podcast fan. It, it, it's just, it just wasn't within me to, to imagine that ever happening. But uh, it, what happened was I remember getting the early days in my um, podcasting, we had a lot of listener feedback come in via a voicemail line that we set up. And we asked people to call in to the listener line, leave a voicemail, and we play it in the show. And I remember the day that I switched over to a new service that not only sent me an audio file, but started to show me the caller ID listed on each of the emails. So basically, not only did I have the voicemail come in my inbox, but it also gave me their phone number. And there was one individual, I won't say anything to, because I don't want to embarrass anyone. Uh, but anyway, it, it was kind of weird. But this this certain individual called consistently into our podcast. I mean, uh, it was it was probably at least once or twice a week over the various podcasts that I do that he would call in. So I, I had already felt some kind of connection with this individual uh, via conversating, uh, having two one way conversations him calling in, leaving messages, me playing it in the podcast, and speaking back to him. And so I felt comfortable one day when he left a message asking a very specific question about how to accomplish something. And I figured, you know, that's something I probably won't be able to get to answer on a podcast anytime soon. So why don't I just call him and uh, just, just give him the answer real quick. So I took it upon myself to pick up my cell phone and I dialed the number in the caller ID. And, I, and he says, hello. And I said, hey, this is Cliff Ravenscraft. And he says, who is this? And I said, Cliff. And he says, Cliff? I don't know. Any, wait a second. Is this Cliff Ravenscraft? And, and I'm like, he's like, from generally speaking, I'm like, yeah, this is Cliff. And he's like, no way. And, and, and I totally had one of those moments where I could tell that for him, he was thinking what was going through his mind and the way he felt was the same way that I would feel about meeting somebody that I looked up to as a celebrity, such as a Jorge Garcia from Lost. Or, I mean, it was really, it, it was really awkward to think that somebody was actually thinking about me in that way. And um, it, it, it still blows my mind. And Eric, I, I know you say that I'm a celebrity and, and I know you know better because, uh, you know, I, I'm just like anybody else. We all pass gas, right? So um, anyway, it, it really helped change my way of thinking about this. Uh, Troy, thank you for interrupting my monologue. Go right ahead. I need somebody else to say something in this show. Well, I'm uh, trying to get my wife to join the call, but she's a little bit, you know, shy on it. And uh, because she's the one that hears almost weekly, well, Cliff said this about this and, you know, all that. And, you know, she's allowing me time to, you know, call into a podcast. So, you know, you're like you said, that one listener makes a difference because they are your speaking post to their immediate, you know, area. And my wife, you know, knows, you know, the podcasters that I listen to and each intricacy that's on Lost because, you know, I share those or you know, about podcasting in general. She knows more 
about podcasting as a non-podcaster than I think anybody else does because I just, you know, jibber-jabber about it from listening, you know, to shows like yours. Right. And 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 the 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 ability I think for our listeners to actually call in and talk to us. I mean, the, the fact is is that let's just say Jorge Garcia, you know, had his own podcast or or was doing something official with ABC or even Damon. Here's a perfect example. I mean, the the official Lost podcast out there. Um, the fact is is that you you'd be hard pressed to find anybody that would ever have the ability to interact one-on-one with Damon Lindelof and Carlton Hughes. That's just not going to happen. Uh, Big O, what do you have to add to the conversation here? Well, I, I couldn't help but mention, you because you, you were talking about Jorge Garcia, um, I had the opportunity to interview him a little while ago, and um, because I was using um, an interactive podcast, uh, because I was using TalkShoe, I was able to run a contest leading up to that interview uh, to give um, one of my listeners the, 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 the opportunity to come on and ask Jorge a question. Um, so we recorded it live on TalkShoe, and people connected and listened to the interview while we were talking. And, and one of my listeners that had won the contest got to, to come on and actually talk to Jorge and, and ask him a question. And that was... That was as huge a moment for me as it was for that listener, you know, because here he is talking to one of the stars of the show, and and it made me feel like like suddenly it just it took podcasting to such a new level. Like suddenly I'm feeling like like a radio host instead of just somebody, you know, talking into my computer in in a closet somewhere, you know. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. That that is the other thing is is live interactive. Uh, you touched on two other points that I was going to make, and, and uh, let me go ahead and, 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 and bring up the second point, and that is that having a live interactive podcast can really make your audience feel special uh, because what you're doing is basically you're allowing them to be a part of the show, and you're actually providing them access to speak about the topic that, that, is, that you're passionate about, but obviously because they listen to your podcast, they're also passionate about it. And, and the ability to actually sit down and discuss that with somebody who shares passion towards a particular subject that your podcast covers, that really is valuable to them, and it really makes them feel special. And, I, and, and the idea of a, of a huge Lost fan listening to a Lost fan-based podcast winning a contest and able to speak to one of the major stars from the television show that they've pretty much devoted, you know, eight hours of their life to researching on the internet. I mean, that is huge. And and if that doesn't make somebody feel special, I don't know what is or what can. And, and that you're exactly right. Uh, big O is that that cannot happen, uh, without the live interactive podcast feature. Now um, the other the other thing that you had brought in is that it um, the fact that live interactive podcasts basically means that you can have more fun creating your show. I, I know what it's like sometimes to sit there and stare into a wall or stare into your microphone or a computer monitor and just monologue for a while. And while I do enjoy talking, as if you couldn't tell, and while I do enjoy hearing my sp- myself 
I'm hearing myself talk because I wear my headphones and turn my bass all the way up and I feel all warm and fuzzy inside. And I don't know if that's a problem or if I should seek help or counseling. But anyway, I do enjoy that. But the fact is, is that I actually have more fun creating shows when I actually have live audience participation because it really does spark spontaneity. It, it's, it brings out a little bit more of the real me when people ask me questions and I don't have any kind of scripted response. Um, and, and not only that, but sometimes the, the fact is that um, it, it really can bring a lot of entertaining value or content to your show. I mean, it, it can so, sometimes it's just downright funny. And uh, there have been some times that I literally... I, I thought, my gosh, I'm going to have to start editing these again because uh, if I laugh that hard again, I know I'm going to pass out. Uh, but anyway, Big O, you, you have something else to add, so go right ahead. Yeah, um, there's uh, one of the things that I've felt um, having um, done these <laughs> lips, as you're calling them, <laughs> is uh, the, my listeners really improve uh, the value of the show, I think, because... You know, and you can relate to this being a podcaster. When you're when you're recording offline, you'll get it. You'll get into that monologue, and you're talking along, and then all of a sudden, like you forget a word. You know, like you were about to say something, and you're like, "Oh crap, what was that?" And and so you got to pause. You got to stop the recording. You got to wind it back, and you go look it up, and you waste all this time, and and that, that can be frustrating. And you might end up just leaving that point out completely because you don't feel like dealing with it. When you're recording live, your listeners catch that stuff. You'll be like, oh, what was that? And immediately someone will request to talk or they'll paste it into the chat room and, um, you know, or, or I'll be talking. That, and that's the other thing is like the people will catch uh, mistakes. Like if I say something that's not correct, like I'll say, well, you know, well, that, that happened on Lost back in episode three. And immediately the people in the chat room will say, no, 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 that was episode five. And I'm thinking, Thank you, because I would have gotten eight million email about that yes. if the show had gone out. <laughs> that that alone is worth doing live interactive podcasting, especially when you're talking about something where people expect you to be factual, factually accurate. I chose. I mean, I purposely chose chose the name generally speaking for that specific purpose so that when I get those people say, you are so wrong, how in the world can you consider yourself to be a serious podcaster, especially regarding uh, Lost? This was so factually incorrect. And it's like, listen, we're just here generally speaking about Lost. We're we're not Lost 401. Uh, There are definitely podcasts like that out there. But you're right. I recall the very first live interactive podcast that we did for the Lost show. Um, I said something and Stephanie and I had an argument about who was right. And Stephanie just like all of a sudden she she wasn't too crazy about the idea of going live and interactive. Uh, but when when we were having a, an argument about who was right and she says, no, I think it's this. And I said, no, I think it's this. And then all of a sudden somebody requested to talk and they said, nope, Stephanie's right. It's because of this, this and this. And it was in this episode. And all of a sudden she fell in love with live interactive podcasts. So there was two benefits. Number one, Stephanie enjoyed the fact that, that she could be proven right on the fly and, and people could put she could finally have some help putting clips in his place and number two it did avoid me from having you know the 70 to 80 emails that would have came in saying cliff you were obviously wrong and here's the reason why and then have and and as a podcaster feeling somewhat obligated 
to respond to all 80 people who have corrected you, even if it's just to say, oh, yeah, I found that out. Thanks for sharing. I mean, that's it. I, I'm, again, I'm the one who does not like uh, to do canned messages. So if I get 80, 80 messages like that, sometimes I really want to respond because I really value each individual person who actually took the time to type my email address in and hit the send button. Troy, you're back on the line. Go ahead. Hello, hello. I want to add simply an academic point to what we're talking about and why interactive is so powerful. There's a great book called The Psychology of the Internet. I do uh, recommend, you know, all podcasters at least to listen or to read it. And one of the points of the book is that on the Internet there's an assumed level of intimacy when you receive something or read something. You know, everybody knows of the email scams of, you know, congratulations, but you're a winner of this lotto, all you need to do is send that. The reason that works is that people assume, wow, I really did. You know, this person sent me individually an email, and that's just a a part of, you know, the psychology of the Internet. Podcasting in general amplifies that by saying, you know, here I am, and I'm talking specifically to you because you went through and downloaded, you know, my podcast. Interactively, uh, it even, you know, it exploits that by saying, I am here with you right now, and you and I are talking. We're having a conversation about this topic that we're both passionate about. And so it takes, you know, a principle of the Internet and, you know, exploits it, you know, to the podcaster's favor. And actually, I can, uh, I remember the podcast where uh, Stephanie was so excited <laughs> about, oh, this is live and this is wonderful. It was, I, you know, it was a lock-specific episode of Lost, and, I, re- I remember it, you know, very clearly. So, I, you know, it really does work. Yes, it does. I'll tell you what we're going to do. Um, we're we're approaching the 41-minute mark here. Uh, pay no attention to the timer at the top of the show as that was recording the uh, in the actual pre-show conversations. Uh, recording here locally uh, to g- gain a, a high-quality audio content version of this and uh, bringing in your live calls as the only calls that sound like they're on the telephone. So uh, what I want to do is I actually sent out a little um, email giving people an indication as to what I was going to do with this podcast today. And some folks left us some listener feedback, and I want to play those for you. And uh, since since I have the ability to do this as the host of this special show, I'm going to go ahead and plug my listener feedback for the Lost Podcast, which you can find at gspn.tv. Yes. Colonel Locke, is this line secure? Line secure, go ahead. Hey, Cliff, Stephanie, Toy. This is Michelle from Texas. This is Kim from Indiana. Josh from California. Jennifer from Florida. Sam in Tucson. Kimberly from California. Paul in Memphis, Tennessee. Listener feedback. Target area is acquired. We are a go. Roger that. Hey, Cliff and Stephanie, it's Chef Mark in New York City, and I am back. I'm so sorry that I missed you guys this last week. Um, I was away in San Francisco on business, um, and I I missed the episode, but I I managed not to hear any spoilers until I got home, and I just heard your podcast tonight, and I was so excited to to catch up. And just sorry that I missed you on TalkShoe last Friday, because I sort of got used to being able to talk to you guys live on TalkShoe every week, and, uh, you know, it's sort of like our special time even though, of course, you're sharing it with lots of other people. Um, but I uh, just want to catch up, and I will see you guys on Wednesday night for the new episode. Bye-bye. 
Alrighty, so if that's not perfect, a perfect example. Now, actually, Mar- Chef Mark actually uh, left that voicemail before I actually sent the message asking for some responses. And I was amazed that this came in when it did because that is a perfect example of how we have connected with a member of our audience. And for those of you who did not recognize that voice, that's Chef Mark Tafoya from the Remarkable Palette Podcast. And also he does another podcast called Remarkably Mark. And um, Mark is an individual that uh, we had some very good audience participation with early on in our podcasting. And as a fellow podcaster, he and I obviously interacted more than we would uh, outside of um, just your typical podcaster slash audience connection. But when we went to live interactive, it's like I would consider Mark to be a very close friend of mine. And you could just tell by the way the, the, the things that he said in that voicemail. It's like, man, we missed our special time together. And, and Mark really does feel like a close friend. Stephanie and I sit there and, and we'll be having conversations with, with our non-virtual friends, what we call uh, our, our non-imaginary friends here in Kentucky, and we'll talk about Chef Mark and just regular conversations. Like, well, you know, Mark said that the other day. And, well, actually, what's funny is we always say Chef Mark. And uh, we, never, we never actually um, refer to our friends by their title here locally, but every now and then... Uh, we'll be having a conversation you know chef mark said the other day it's like who's chef mark why do you call him chef uh so it's kind of funny but anyway that's chef mark and that's just one example here is another feedback that i had received from one of our listeners to respond hey cliff this is rachel calling from lacrosse wisconsin calling in to comment on the addition of talk you to your podcast um I've been listening to the Lost Pod, your Lost Podcast, since pretty much since the beginning, and uh, always enjoyed it. But really, once you added the talk show um, features to it, it really just it came alive and made it the best podcasting experience I've ever had. Uh, previous to having talk show, uh, I would just listen at work and uh, yell things at the computer screen and pretty much that was it because I'd always forget to call in or email in my thoughts but being able to interact directly with you and Stephanie live on Friday nights has it's made it wonderful it's an it's an amazing experience and I, I recommend it to everyone and uh, talk to you is a great service and it's actually allowed me to be able to do my own show uh, called Sims 2 Challenges, which otherwise would have just been me talking and probably would have been boring. And people really enjoy it because they can get, for the same reason I, I enjoy it with uh, your shows, because you can give your thoughts when you have them right away and you feel like you're connected to the the host and get, get to know them more and uh, you, you feel special because they're talking directly to you. And uh, that's uh, pretty much all I had. Thanks. Bye. There you go. And I have one last uh, little bit of feedback here, and it's Eric Fisher, who is uh, currently listening from work and probably not getting any work accomplished that he should. But here's uh, Eric Fisher's response. Hey, Cliff. This is Eric Fisher from Marion, Indiana, and the We're Both Right podcast at bothright.com. Just wanted to leave you some feedback about the live show on Friday nights that you do for Lost. I just think it's a great show. Um, I've been listening to it for a long time, but when it switched over to the live format on Friday nights, it really became much more of a community podcast. We were able to share with you 
um, live in the chat rooms as well as um, just interject our thoughts immediately into the show, um, which made for a much more interesting and more fun show for you, I'm sure, as well as the listeners. Even if we weren't there at the live show when it was recorded, we would then have more fun listening to it later on um, if we weren't able to make it Friday night to a live show. So I just wanted to throw that out there. It's some encouraging feedback, and I'll see you soon. Thanks. Bye. All righty. Well, thank you, Eric, for calling that in. I knew that you had to work today, and it, it really means a lot that you would uh, go through the the hassle of, of leaving me a voicemail comment. And uh, so pretty much that that's what we're talking about here. And I'm going to just end the show with this. And then I'll, I'll any anything you guys want to add that you feel I might have left out, I'll, I'll open up the lines for you guys. But the one last thing I just want to say is that as a podcaster, one who has always desired to interact with my audience from the very get-go, uh, I really wanted to build a connection. I literally wanted to build a community of people surrounding uh, the podcasts that I produce because I felt that that was just something that that I'm all about. I, I really enjoy connecting, getting to know people, building relationships with them, and just really interacting and, and really improving my own life and, and seeing other people's lives improved by just the interaction of, of close friendship. And I, I really wondered if it was ever possible uh, to do with somebody who you've never actually seen face-to-face. And it really is. I will encourage you that it is impo- it is possible to build relationships with people that you've never seen face-to-face. And it's a lot of fun when you actually build a friendship so much uh, with somebody that you've never met, that they'd be willing to drive six hours from Chattanooga, Tennessee to come and see a live podcast that you do in the little hole-in-the-wall uh, restaurant, uh, pizza place restaurant uh, in northern Kentucky. So, uh, And then, of course, uh, from all other places as well. It, it's just a lot of fun. But the, the one thing I will tell you is that ever, before I ever heard about TalkShoe, I had tried to do live interactive podcasts on my own. Uh, we we tried to do those with uh, just Skype before Skype casting came along, and having four people, uh, having a four people person limit, and uh, was it was bad. And then not only that, when if you ever could get four people on, uh, having their audios all coming in at different levels, and then the bandwidth issues once you mix all four people in a conference, it was just really bad lag time. Uh, then when Skype casting came along, I thought, oh, man, this is great. Skype casting is really going to answer this problem. And the problem with Skype casting was that, you know, everybody had, well, the, you you had the ability to mute people and unmute people. But if you wanted to chat with people or people wanted to send you messages, you'd have to, it would pull up separate windows. And that never really worked out well for me. And when TalkShoe came along and I saw Leo Laporte come over and do live interactive podcast here, all of a sudden, I'm like, this is the way. I mean, I see everybody in the chat room. I see the people who are dialed in on the computer. I can see who's in on the telephone. It's all in one box. I can unmute individuals. I can unmute people all at once. And, uh, you know, there there are certainly things that I could see that, that um, are improvements to be made, and they're working on those. I'm really looking forward to the future of adding video streaming into the TalkShoe client. Uh, in the future, that that is definitely the next step in live interactive, and and so we're looking forward to all kinds of great things. But uh, with that, I think that's pretty much it. I think I think I've uh, really promoted the whole lip idea, 
And if you are a podcaster and you've been considering doing live interactive podcast podcasting, but you haven't done that yet, you haven't quite crossed that bridge, give me a call and I would be happy to talk to you about that. You can leave me a message on our listener line at area code 859-795-4067. That's 859-795-4067. Or you can always email me at cliff at gspn.tv. And with that, I'm going to ask if anybody else wants to add anything else. Uh, uh, there are a lot of folks from TalkShoe here. If you guys want to say thank you to the folks at TalkShoe, uh, just hit request a talk and, and you can say a word of thanks. There's several individuals here. Uh, but any, anything else, um, I just wanted to say thank you for joining us for an 8 o'clock in the morning Eastern Time show. And with that, I'm just going to let uh, uh, Brian Schollerger uh, from uh, TalkShoe uh, address us here now. Hey, Cliff, thanks a lot. Um, yeah, for all those guys and women that got up at 8 o'clock Eastern, and some of you might even be on a different time zone, we appreciate it. I was hoping to get a, uh, a guest or two on who were very interested in trying to understand the difference between recorded and, um, I guess, lip or lips, as Cliff has uh, coined the acronym. Uh, unfortunately, the one was on a train, but we didn't get that to happen supposed to happen next week. The thing that I wanted to say, though, is Cliff has probably actually um, talked about Cliff to the guys who are interested in this, is probably one of our showcase hosts, and we can't say enough good things about him, although he's also challenging in that, what do you think about this service, talk to you, or what do you think about this feature? Can we have this or have that? And obviously he knows to bend Aaron's ear. Um, but Cliff has just been tremendous for us, because of the traffic, the users like you guys who come on, um, try it out yourself, sort of an inspiration to a lot of the rest of us, because I myself wasn't even involved in podcasting before I came to TalkShoe, and you just get to see people connecting um, in ways that otherwise they ordinarily wouldn't be able to, which is, I guess, the wonders of of the Internet, not necessarily TalkShoe. But we're bringing the audio part to that. So... um, Keep on, keep on doing what you're doing, Cliff, because you're not only um, doing a very good job for others, and I know they really like it and enjoy participating with you and Stephanie, but a lot of your audience then, as you can see some of the guys chatting, fall into the camp of, hey, if Cliff and Stephanie are doing this, I can do this too. This stuff's pretty cool. And that's really, it's really good to see. It's good to see sort of the grassroots growth out of shows and networks like yours. So we appreciate you doing this stuff. No problem at all, Brian, and and we appreciate TalkShoe on behalf of all the folks that I know that uh, that have been using TalkShoe, and on behalf of my audience, uh, we all thank you for uh, putting together this awesome service and uh, allowing us to come here and interact on, for free, and, and and really putting together such a wonderful platform that has allowed us to continue to grow the community feeling, the family feeling uh, around our podcasting network. So. With that, everybody, I want to say thank you for joining us, and this is going to conclude uh, episode number whatever this is, I think it's 12, I can't remember, of the Podcast Answer Man. And of course, if you ever want to contact us, you know how to get a hold of us at gspn.tv. Thanks for listening. This program is a production of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. You'll find this and other podcasts on our website at gspn.tv. GSPN.
listening.